Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men TV. It's the match preview show. I'm Steve Hoare, joined by Dan Club and by John Reed to have a look ahead to Liverpool versus Newcastle. New Year's Day, well, New Year's night even, 8pm on Monday. Fair few days away, but listen, it's Friday. We're having the weekends off because the Reds are off, so we're doing this one today. Give us all plenty of time for the build-up to a massive, massive game. And Dan, we'll speak about the context of the league table, etc., etc., later on. Um... But we'll look at Newcastle themselves first as the opposition. Mm-hmm. Recent games between Liverpool and Newcastle have been pretty close four games. I mean, late winners, drama, controversy, arguments on the touchline. It's had it all, really. Are you expecting that again, Monday? Um, hopefully not, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I'm sort of craving that relatively comfortable, straightforward victory. I think we had a little taste of that on Boxing Day, albeit that was sort of heart in mouth for probably about an hour's worth of that game, wasn't it, if not slightly more. So I would like us to be a little bit more straightforward with how we're going about our business, but that's not really Liverpool way either. And listen, it's working up until now, at least. So, yeah, and Liverpool-Newcastle, down the years, you know, you mentioned a couple of sort of recent games there clashes obviously with the Nunes cameo away at St James's Park the the arguments on the touchline stuff like that I think it was Fabio Carvalho got the winner in this fixture last season really late on so it tends to be sort of drama filled and like I say go back even further all the four threes we used to have with him Stan Collymore all that sort of stuff so I think it bodes and it would suggest it's going to be another action packed game but yeah I would like a more comfortable night's work to be honest It's interesting John because actually you, you think of Liverpool and Newcastle games and as oh, they're really close. The last time Newcastle beat Liverpool was 2015. The last time they won at Anfield, you've got to go back years and years and years. They just don't win at Anfield. They rarely ever do. But if you look back, like Dan mentioned, the results. So the, it was Nunes last year, wasn't it? We had um, Carvalho at Anfield a little bit earlier in the season. There was the 1 0 away. And it, 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 Naby Keita scores very early on in 22. They've been between Eddie Howe's Newcastle in particular and Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. They have been games that have been decided on razor, on razor thin edges. Really, um, having said that, this Newcastle now, for I think it's fair to say throughout the most time of Eddie Howe's period, it's been an upward trend. Mm-hmm. They've been you know constantly. If they've started, then they've been getting better and better and better. They're in horrendous form at the moment. Their injury list is is piling up. There's two ways to look at it. It's like. Is this the game for them to get right, or is this a good time to play Newcastle? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think if you think of that team under him for the last eighteen months, they've been so well organised and so so physical, which is not something necessarily I would have associated with him. Certainly from his Bournemouth team, although there was always the odd game when he was at Bournemouth where we'd come a cropper, if you like, which is a bit of a worry. But um, no, I think it's just killing them. Just just the, the amount of people they're missing. Because I think 
he's clearly got and I think last season especially he had like maybe 13, 14 lads who he just ran into the ground obviously with no no European football and a similar sort of thing this year obviously with European football and loads of them have just started you know just, just picking up the injuries and not being able to rotate it and out with the squad so he, he, he's got maybe 12 lads I think who he can put out who, who are of the standard and he's just been running them into the ground and I just think it's catching up with them slowly and it's I suppose the only thing is just whether there's any obviously whether we can sort of make hay with that but also whether you can sort of get into the reds a bit I mean I imagine if he's fit he's going to pick Gordon whether you can get into his head or Anfield kind of thing play on that um, you know I think he's acts at the knock isn't he he's just coming back he, he's quite a, he, he should play though um, but that kind of thing like whether you can keep him quiet because he's, he's going to be the main outlet for them I imagine kind of thing um, so it's I, I think it's a good as, as good a time to play them if this fixture was maybe you know maybe even six weeks ago kind of thing that, that recent I'd be a bit more sort of tense about it yeah I think you're right uh, Hawks remember thanks very much Hawks says um, hoping the same Newcastle have been knackered for, for weeks arrived it's time to step up over our title rivals happy new year happy new year Hawks he's right Dan they are knackered they're running on empty I've got the injury list here Eddie Alden his press conference earlier by the way mm-hmm. I checked it out and he basically doesn't, he doesn't think anyone's that close Lascelles is the closest to being back but it doesn't it's touch and go mm-hmm. um Tonali, we know about suspended for the year. Nick Pope shoulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't got happy memories playing Liverpool anyway. He got himself. He missed the cup mm-hmm. final because yeah. of playing us, but he's had he's had good games against us in the past. There, Jacob Murphy is still out. Harvey Barnes, Lascelles is the one who, who do you think is touching go? But I don't think he'll be back. Joe Willock still out. Elliot Anderson, Mankio, and Matty Target as well. They are. They are razor thin. They're starting to get. They've, they've just started getting like bottoms only just come back into the fold. So they've had a couple back. But you look at the likes of like for someone like Akira and Trippier, mm. Joe Linton, who's only just coming back, Almiron. Uh, it, it feels like like John was right before. It does feel like they've just been ran into the ground. These lads and they they are so desperate to get their players back. But as soon as they come back, they're gonna have to play straight away. Pretty much because these lads look absolutely shattered. Yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? It's the ill effects, not just of the fact that the squad's been dropping like flies because of the amount of football they've been asked to play time and time again. And a lot of these lads, you know, you could probably name three or four of them, potentially a couple more that are used to playing two, three games a week. I mean, Kevin Trippier falls into that category, of course he does. But to do it over such a prolonged period of time without really being able to be rest or rotated it, it has an impact eventually I think we've seen that in performances as well as injuries like Trippier of late has absolutely fell off a cliff he's been making mistakes left right and centre and that fatigue not just physically but mentally does set in at some point in Newcastle like I say they've definitely been feeling that so yeah I think it's been tough for them and sort of predictably so as well if you look at the business they did over the summer they did little pieces here and there but they didn't do anything like what I expect them to do when you get Champions League football you need to double down I on think the strength of your... things killed it has killed them, of course. As yeah, no one could have sort of preempted that. That is, that is painful. <laughs> someone, should, a, someone could have a bet on it. Asian Milan might have had an idea, by the way. But yeah, outside of that, that is, that is cruel to Newcastle, I guess. I'm not bothered, but that is quite cruel. But even beyond that, I still expect them to do more in terms of the squad depth because you've got Callum Wilson there backing up Isak, and Isak's brilliant, by the way. He scored at Anfield last season. But Wilson, he's got injury problems, you know that. Go and get another one. You let Chris Wood go, albeit Chris Wood's not of the standard. You let one of your options go there. So the squad never looked deep enough to cope 
with the football they're going to have to play and that's what's been proven but yeah you're right ultimately as soon as they get lads back fit they're back into the side straight away and there's no time to sort of reintegrate them which Liverpool have been able to do at times this season between it Diogo Jota recently so yeah I, I imagine Liverpool Jürgen Klopp won't be smelling blood necessarily that's too far but if there is a good time to play Newcastle it feels like it's right now they've been a little bit lucky I suppose not lucky on Chris it's their academy but they have had a couple of young lads half step up and help them out because they were really struggling so someone like Lewis Miley for example he played again at the weekend but he's a kid and he has done really well for them but he is so young he's 17 years old mm. asking 17 year olds to carry your team for you Liverpool kind of this on similar with Stefan Bichetta and now he's out and I'm not blaming that because it's Jürgen spoke about the growing things but it, when you keep asking young lads to go and go and go and get it it's almost harsh on them like for his development it'll be great and, he, and he'll probably feel the benefits down the line but if they, if they could just be dropping one or two in and out I'm just looking at the team they picked the other day and I'll go to their bench um, for the obviously they got beat by Forrest 3-1 they had Joe Linton and Callum Wilson both came off the bench both have been struggling but the, which is good for them Livermento come on Lewis Hall come on glad you've been bombed they've tried to bomb Paul Dummett and Matt Ritchie out yeah. Alex, themselves as well they, yeah, really, they, they, they got rid of him yeah they've been trying to bomb a few of these yeah. lads out they are running on empty I think they'll the, the return of, of Joe Linton will be a, a, a bonus to them but it does again like Dan mentioned before this rigmarole of Champions League game Champions League week, Champions League weekend Champions League Premier League Cup game go to penalties in the Cup it, 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 it does feel like yeah they've had the, the weekend was almost a culmination of it all really when Chris Rudd's running through them and no one can get near him. It, it felt like that was like the, oh my God, like this is how bad it's got for them. Yeah, it's it's what you're ready for, isn't it? I think like, I mean, of everybody in that squad, you would say probably Trippy is probably the only one who's had that, you know, in terms of his career, of he's sort of playing like, you know, Wednesday, Saturday or, mm. or Thursday, Sunday kind of thing. Um, but I wonder that a little bit with the manager as well. Like, I mean, it must be hard for him. And certainly we've heard Jürgen talk about it with our, with our team in terms of, he's probably had no time with them all season on the train and pitch to go right I've only got 15 years here's what we're going to do to get through the next three weeks and here's how we're going to do it you know he's just got to keep picking lads and going right I know I know, you know, you only vaguely know what you're doing in midfield but I need you to just do me a job so you know it's we've been there you know we sort of go back sort of four or five years you know sort of early bit of clock train but um, you know it's it's how you adapt to those things, isn't it? Really, and like you know, Dan's also touched on it before. You know, things like Trippier losing his head with the fans shows you at least that it's getting to them a bit, which is you know a bit of a worry. I would say if you're a Newcastle fan in terms of like he should be the he should be the James Milner and that team who's the level head who maybe his legs are going, but you know he can at least make sure we keep a tight ship. So uh, I think there's a few cracks there just in terms of what they're doing, and you know it's my only thing with them. I think is like looking at who's fit as I say the only player I think they've got who can sort of do something special is Isaac you know, I think Wilson could do but you know you don't start, really, really. start and it's like you're looking for those players and when they've been at the best under how like him Gumere, uh, Bruno you know Tenali had a little run obviously at the start of the season before what happened but you know they've had those those lads who are just a little bit of touch of class even Barnes from Leicester he had, mm. he had a little spell at the start of the season none of those are there at the minute and you just think like well, where's it going to come from it's easier than Gordon isn't it it's easier than Gordon they're the threat aren't they Dan I suppose Gordon obviously scored uh, obviously Trent balls up in, in, the, in the game earlier obviously when um, when Darwin comes to the rescue but mm-hmm. it, it it does feel like their goal threat is, is severely diminished really at the moment it is, there's a lot of dependence on Isaac and Gordon they're both good players 
But if Liverpool will feel like if we can do it, if we can half close them down, and Liverpool defensively recently have been pretty solid, hmm. uh, doing the best defence in the league at the moment in terms of goals conceded, they will fancy the chances that he can hurt this Newcastle side. So, you know, I watched that game against Forest. Dan Byrne got dragged off after like 10 minutes because Alanger had him on toast, and they had to bring Livermento hmm. on, and it just feels like they are like, they're there for the taking if you can get at them. Um, probably not getting the shield that they want from the DM in front of them, they haven't really got one. It does. It does feel like you can get there's goals to be scored against Newcastle. Yeah, I think so. It, it, so going into this game, it does look like they're defensively as fragile as perhaps they've been under Eddie Howe. I would say right now, and that down's a personnel, it's down to that fatigue that we've already spoken sub about. Goalies but, in. Yeah, the subkeepers there as well, and even he had an injury problem quite recently too. It feels like if Liverpool can nullify one or two threats, and it probably does stem particularly from Golden. I'd say he has been electric for Newcastle pretty much since he got there. To be fair to him, Isak's a very very talented footballer. I like him a lot. Um, if you can nullify those two in particular. It feels like we'll have a lot of joy up against their full-backs. I know Trippi is a seasoned professional. He's been around the block a few times. He's got lots of quality on the ball. But defensively right now, he's looking very suspect. The other side, they don't really have... He must have signed about three or four left-backs. So Livermento was playing there recently. He signed Lewis Hall from Chelsea. Dan Byrne is kind of an out-of-position left-back. None of them feel like the answer to me, necessarily. So I think Mo Salah up against any one of those three would fancy his chances all day long. And as you mentioned, they've got one centre-back who they tried to get rid of in the summer, Jamal Lassell coming back from injury potentially Sven Botman's only a couple of weeks away from coming back from injury himself so there is holes in that defence I would say so from our perspective I think Liverpool generally speaking attack is the best form of defence albeit we've got the best defensive record in the league right now but I think this clash in particular in particular this fixture should be one where we look to get very much on the front foot and try and kill it off early if we can absolutely let's, let's move across to the Reds then we've got a question here from Joe so is, is, is Alexis McAllister back for this game so we'll go through the um, through the injury updates the the Jürgen spoke at his press conference today Dan so effectively we've had also other comments here actually from him David says does anyone know when the likes of Robbo Bichetta Matip Thiago due back so Matthew. I can run through it very very quickly Robertson he said end of January Bichetta they're not sure about because they're managing him sometimes he feels right to play and sometimes he doesn't Matip won't play again this season he said Thiago in January don't hold your breath um, and then the rest of them there's nothing really close the, the closest one is McAllister mm-hmm. Dan other than of, of the of the short term injuries he's due to train today potentially with, a, with an eye on CNL we react so I'm guessing Liverpool's plan Probably they're probably going to train all three days. You would guess maybe before they play Newcastle, yeah. which you know it's a rarity if you think about it. They might even do sort of Monday. Mm-hmm. They might, if he does want to give them a day off, he might give them New Year's Eve off. Or something. I don't know if they have a bevy or not. But um, Jürgen said he's the closest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of them are unavailable. Tim McCast is going to be a long term one. Looks like he's broke his collarbone as well. Um, Ali Mack. Then let's start with him. My sense is Endo goes away soon. Yeah, I think. Endo plays because they're about to lose him and why take any risks with McCallister they could be on the bench get him on the pitch if you need to yeah. but if you're thinking of starting and also Endo's been really good uh, and deserves to keep his place but it doesn't it feels like I don't think he's going to throw McAllister straight back in. It's as nailed on as nailed on gets that Otavo Endo starts this game for me. You mentioned it there. He goes to the Asia Cup. I think this would be his last game for Liverpool, to be honest with you. I know the Asia Cup starts on the 12th of January. Um, so there's a p- possibility of sneaking in for that FA Cup clash, but I don't see it personally. I think, why would you rush McAllister back when, as you mentioned, Otavo Endo's been playing brilliantly. This is probably the last game he'll play for Liverpool before he goes away. And, and we don't rush players back because we know what happens. We've seen it before. We've seen it this season. I don't know if we rush Pochettis 
Scottish back. I might be doing him a disservice there, but we brought him back and we haven't seen him again for six weeks since. So we will be very, very careful, regardless of who it is, about sort of reintegrating him back into the side. So if Mikhail's is available to be in the squad, great, but it'll be minutes from the bench. And it'll be important minutes from the bench because we're going to need him whilst Wataru's away. So, yeah, I don't see a world whereby Mikhail's will start this game of footy. He could train for the next three days and just come back off two days off as well, Liverpool. So there's a good chance we do train pretty hard until kick-off here, essentially. But, yeah, I am... Um, I don't think we'll see McAllister anywhere near the starting lineup personally. And it, it, it makes a good point as well, John, is that this is probably the last game Salah's going to play as well. If Salah and Endo, mm-hmm. they're probably going to do this one, then they're going to go away. They miss at least four games. I think it's Arsenal in the Cup, the two League Cup games, and then is it, is it the Bournemouth within yeah. the Premier League? So Liverpool will be all right. With, with, you'll see how it goes. But they, they, they're ones that they won't, you know, in terms of Premier League, they don't miss too much. But McAllister might have to play in all four of those. Mm. It, it makes sense just to be extra extra careful with him. And the thing with him is, is that it wasn't a muscle injury or it wasn't like a hamstring, so they should be fine that he's physically okay, but it's more about keeping the minutes out of his legs because you don't want to just drill 90 minutes into him and then he's got to play four on the spin with, without much happening. So I'm, get, I'm guessing it'll be Endo again. Yeah, you'd imagine it would be. And like I say, the, the form he's been in, you know, he's he's, he's grown into that role, hasn't he? You know, in the, probably the last three or four weeks, he's really, really, I think, got to got to grips with what the manager wants from him playing at the six and you know I think it's it's a bit of a hallmark this season I think part of the reason he likes McAllister so much there is that you know getting on the ball and pl- playing it forward and Endo's really added that to his game yeah. and, and that, that's where where we hear teams really that's where you free up Sowers lie and you know Elliot and stuff to go forward with the ball in terms of midfield so I, I don't see him thinking you know in terms of changing the team too much I think it'll be sort of the, the team he picked in the last game and, and as you say maybe depending on how we go in terms of the scoreline and stuff, maybe he's dipping these lads in and out on sort of 60-70 just, just to get them some minutes and sort of get them back up to speed. But I, I can't see there being too many changes personally. See, I think there'll be loads. <laughs> I really do, yeah. And I've got to, yeah, let's have a little look at the Liverpool team that started against Burnley here. Um, obviously, Alisson was in goal. We've got Gomez, Van Dijk, Quanton and Trent. And we feel free of Endo, Gravenberg, Elliott. It was Nunes, Gakpo, Salah up mm-hmm. front. And Quanta or Canate, I genuinely think, honestly, and I mean this, this isn't like, I think obviously pedigree suggests that Canate plays. If you're talking form, there's, a, there's every chance it could be Kwanzaa. I, I, I think he'll go after Canate, and I think he's actually a, 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 maybe a part reason for that, but like, I think I don't think if Kwanzaa played on, you could argue that, it, it wouldn't just be to rest Canate. There's a chance that if you were picking on merit, he could easily go Kwanzaa, and I think everyone would be like, you know what, absolutely no problems with that. The fact that the conversation in itself is testament to just how brilliant Joel Quanta has been yep. and he has been absolutely outstanding 100% was great against Arsenal awesome. that, that was the point I was going to make because I thought he was superb against he Arsenal was, yeah, he was. And, and his levels his ceiling rather we haven't seen Joel Quanta's ceiling yet we haven't got enough of a sample size to know what he's all about yes he looks like a brilliant prospect and his answer to Liverpool's sort of question at the start of the season about have we got enough centre-backs he's been outstanding he's sort of filled that void brilliantly he's calmed us all down let's just say that but I think Canate started so Canate we just managing Canate's minutes still, aren't we? Which is a concern in itself. The fact he can't play, was it? It was midweek and then he can't play Burnley and then he can't play this one in a row is a problem because we need that from him, certainly without Joel Matip. But yeah, for me, there is a conversation that Quanta's sort of getting on merit, but it's just Canate, isn't it? Canate's outstanding. Like him and Virgil van Dijk, I'm not sure in terms of if they both play at their best, I don't think it gets any better than that in the Premier League. Liverpool haven't got better than that. It doesn't get any better than that in the Premier League for me. I, I think there's a little in terms of, uh, and my concern is not Canate, my, my concern is Gomez, because I think he 
given what's happened and the fact that we're still a few, you know, a couple of days away from the window and stuff, I think he'd be slightly worried about what we're doing at fullback in terms of the games we've got coming and playing him at repeatedly. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Kwanzaa at left back once. Really? No, not, not, not this weekend. I mean, I'll go no. to Newcastle Gomez will play left back. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked that Arsenal Cup game or one of the Fulham games. I don't I don't think he can rely on Chambers yet. I think we saw it against Union, he's probably not there. No, he's not ready. Scanlon isn't no mm. isn't there yet, just not ready. I wouldn't be surprised and if we see just one game where Kwanzaa just go he can he, I reckon he could do it. I reckon he'd be fine. He's good enough mm. on the ball. He's he can he's got that left foot on him. I'm I'm with uh, with John. I think Gomez plays and he's been fantastic. He was excellent the other day. But again, he's another one. If Robinson's not going to be back till the end of January, they are going to have to look after Joe Gomez a little bit somewhere. Oh yeah, there's absolutely no way we see Joe Gomez in, in all these upcoming fixtures. I'm 100 with you both on that. I don't think it'll be Quanta personally. I mean, I'm no doubt he could do it, and I. I I think that's fine, but he's going to play in the centre-back role in these aforementioned games because otherwise you're going Van Dijk and Canate potentially for them because you're resting Gomez, so you can't go him. I'm not sure you want to go Van Dijk and Canate in the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup for that I matter. I think in the Carabao sure. But perhaps, perhaps, but we're so cautious of what we do with Canate as well. I think we're going to want to give him a break at yeah, some point. So we're going to need Kwanzaa. I, I, I do think, and I agree with you, I don't think neither Chambers nor Scanlon, Scanlon's very, very young, by the way. Yeah. I don't think either of them have sort of stepped up in the Europa League and said, don't worry, I'm ready like Quanta's done but it wouldn't shock me in any way shape or form if it was Chambers I think Curtis is a shout at some point at left back but he played about right back didn't he against I'm just trying to think if, in the I'm just trying hours, to think yeah. if, is there someone in the squad who might be able to go on that do, do an hour at left back James, James Milner yeah, 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 who, who's your James Milner now it was Harvey Wendell well, to be honest, to be honest it was Joe, it's Joe Gomez who's who it is <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Joe yeah. Gomez I don't know I don't know if there is one I'm just trying to think now no the other the other one here is is Owen Beck is out on loan at Dundee there's talk about maybe bringing him back for a few weeks to sort of cover that because he's playing senior football at least up in Scotland so potentially just while we cover the cup game because obviously we've got two, one. well yeah <laughs> I just don't see us talk about this we don't see a sign in a left back for what is a no, four be, or five week problem it doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah the Anthony Robinson stuff's kind of been squashed already yeah. um, we'll keep an eye on that day so we're, uh, we're going for the back we're going Canate in for Kwanzaa so far Personally, so there's yeah. the one change midfield endo plays we've all just discussed that do you think he just takes these both out? So it was Gravenberg and Elliot who started the other day. I think he's going to go back to Sobers Lion Jones, John. Mm. What are you thinking? I don't know. Like, uh, I completely get the logic of it. I completely understand it. Like, why Sobers Lion plays, surely, you would think. But, but I just think when you look at them at the minute, I think there's a question mark over Gravenberg for me personally. The manager might think differently, obviously. Um, just in terms of. I think he's okay, but I just don't think he's, he's still up to speed in any sense yet. I, I just don't know with Elliot, but obviously the, him and Sobersai playing the, on the same side, um, whether he, he looks to sort of strike where the irons off. But I mean, you know, if, if he if he starts him from the bench kind of thing and starts with Sobersai and then brings Elliot on on 60 when they've got tired legs and they've got no subs in, in terms of quality, you know, to, to make changes. Elliot was in brilliant against them away. Mm. When he come off yeah, the bench, Nunes come off the bench and won the game. I, I, I thought he was outstanding off the bench yeah, against Newcastle, but... You think you think it's got you think he goes Thomas Light on, but you can't argue with Elliot, can you? No, you can't. Yeah, and again, it's similar to what I said about Conte before. If it's Elliot on there, I'd have no qualms about it whatsoever. And that is again testament to just how good Harvey Elliott's been this season. I thought he was good at Burnley as well from the start. I think a lot of his better performances this season have come from the bench. I'm not saying anything groundbreaking there, but and when he has started, he hasn't quite got into the game. But I thought he was decent at Turf Moor. I do. Um, but having said all that, I think it'd be Sir Bosley and Curtis Jones. No, not just because I think that's probably our best 
starting eleven right now in terms of what it offers. Maybe not on form, and there's a, there's a definitely an argument for picking players on form, of course, of it. But I think mean, that's our strongest starting eleven. Gravenberg Jones was a question earlier on, but I think Gravenberg just dipped in the last few weeks since he had that little knock or whatever it was. Um, he struggled, I think. I think he struggled. Something's not quite right there, and I think he's such a talent, by the way. And I was so impressed with him early doors, but something's not quite clicking at the moment. But yeah, I think again it boils down to managing the squad, rotating players, giving lads a rest, and bringing them in, dropping them out because we're still in four competitions as we speak so he's going to need to do that over the next few weeks and I think this will be another case of it you've got your two attacking eights there that started get them out the final line and get the other two in who are fresh and ready to go small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rustoleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's talk about up front then. Jürgen said this as a press conference, John. Like, everyone keeps telling me I've got these five boss strikers. I never have them. Like, there's always, there's always, there's always, he said, I'm going to have Salah for a game and then he's fucking up. Like, this is the game where he has actually touch wood. As we speak, he's got all five available to him. Salah will be, will be flying off to the AFCON after this one, you would think. I don't think he'll, he'll be around for the cup game. So he's going to play. He has, it's a choice now, two from four. And all, all of them have got different merits, strengths, weaknesses, form, whatever you want to say. Um, how do you see the others going? He's, he's got to pick a sense forward and a left, and a left winger, perhaps. Well, definitely. I mean, how do you see it going? I, I think he'll start Diaz just for his pace in terms of his run. And I think he'll probably start probably Jota, but it could be Gakpo. I, I love Jota so much. I honestly, <laughs> I fucking love him. No, no, you do. I don't care where he plays. I'd have him in. He's in my team. Get him in there. He's still score. Um, get him in my team somewhere. I would play Jota and Nunes as well. Wow, I do. okay. I'm the opposite to all of that, by the way. Go on. I, I just think you would use Nunes off the bench for the pace. I think. I, I think you. I think you'll have one of them run them ragged for 60, 70 and then you'll put the other one on. Nunes off the bench is such a such a win in this because of what happened at St James's Park, isn't it? But for me, it's it's Nunes from the left actually here, and it's Gakpo for the middle. And the job. Why would thing- he change? Why would he change? 
that well that think, interchanges all the time do you know like, though Gapo was left wing the other day yeah but that's a type of that's horses for courses in terms of the opposition because yeah. Burnley was such a low block at times it was quite difficult to break yeah. them down I think Newcastle will be the opposite of that Newcastle and Kevin Trippier will look to get forward and do stuff I want, Jota, I want Jota against Trippier man. Jota's brilliant and if Jota was fully fully fit and he played lots of minutes in recent weeks I'd have a conversation with you but because he's had like 10 minutes or be a great cameo at Burnley I just don't see him starting this yeah. game I don't think he's ready for that so I think out of the lads that are ready ready I would be going Nunes from the left to sort of take advantage of Trippier when he goes forward and Gakpo I just think Gakpo listen he hasn't had a good start of the season a good half of the season now we are but I think he still offers something very different that the others can't quite match yet they can't quite emulate how intelligent he is the use of the ball is dropping deep so I would be looking for him to drag out Lascelles and Botman etc and just let Salah and Nunes cause havoc down the sides Faye in the chest has hard start Nunes and Jota uh, which uh, yeah, so like, I'm, I'm absolutely with me and you're on the same page the, the good news is John there's no again it's the, it's the first time he's had all five and mm. he's and he's, he's going to lose it very very shortly someone's going to have to go and play right wing at some point mm. in the future my guess actually I think that's going to be Harvey Elliott mm. I think that's what he's going to do there so he, he doesn't have to worry too much about that it's if if you if you think you're smelling blood on Kieran Trippier at the moment and, and listen I think he's a brilliant player I, really, I think he's excellent but he's clearly He's in a bad. He's having a torrent. Basically, everyone's having a. You know, he misses the penalty that gets them out of court. He's made mistakes for goals. He's been ram ragged. There is a case to say Darwin just go and tear at him mm. for for an hour. But Jota could do that to him. Diaz could do that to him. Gap. He could all do it. It, it. There's no obvious choice really, which is a good place for Liverpool to be. No, it is, and it's. I think the, the main thing is to take advantage of what you said at the start. Take advantage of the fact that you've got five of them. So if if you're gonna put Nunes on him for sixty minutes and run him ragged, great. Then, put, then you give him Jota for 30 minutes yeah. and go right now I'm going to outplay you when, when, when you're already run ragged and I've just run you ragged for 60 minutes and you're knackered because you've been doing doggy he's trying to get back in here you know what I mean so it, it, it's how he how he rotates that I can't, I can't remember whether it was the game at the start of the season or last season but there was a game where we had Dan Byrne as well Dan Byrne was playing left back with him and mm. I, uh, we just we just kept running behind him and he just didn't know what to do Alanga had him on toast the other day yeah. like he couldn't he couldn't touch him he couldn't he, he couldn't foul him he was that he was Salah well, should you're hoping one last hurrah before we send Salah away yeah. with our hankies to Africa hmm. to try and come back with a trophy but yeah you're right they are their full backs have been a little bit of an issue Livermento has actually been alright when he's come hmm. off the bench and he, like could, he could start but you are right it does feel like that's the weakness of Newcastle can you can you do something against the full backs I, I think that's where we, we'll get the joy and it's like how you can sort of take advantage of that and we, we, we've just got a box clever I mean the, the only advantage they're going to have over us if you like and I, w- I wouldn't even say that because obviously we've got Trent in the team is you know if they get any any decent free kicks with Trippier in the team you know he's, he's good at set plays and obviously the, the lad up front Isaac but other than that, if we can limit them to just we're playing our game, and, we, and we've been quite good at that lately. Mm. You know, we, we touched on Endo earlier in terms of the midfield and things like that. I think we've been good lately, sort of dominating games. You know, we're starting to see that creep into us a bit more. You know, for longer periods where we're actually just dominating the ball and dominating possession. Obviously, against Burnley most recently, but but um, if we can do that, then you, you just you just you've just got to hope one of those lads turns it. That's where we've been struggling, really, isn't it? In terms of like actually just converting the chances, but you know. Um, it, there's, there's, there's so many opportunities there for the manager in terms of that front three in terms of what he can do and I, I just I, I think it slightly relies as I say sort of on what happens in game I think he'll pick a three and at the minute you could you could throw a dart at any of the five and it would be one of them you know it wouldn't surprise me 
but then I think he'll adjust it in game based on what we we'll do. We'll see them all. We're yeah. all five. Yeah, we're all five. Don't be on the pitch. <laughs> Salah will play ninety. Touch will unless, unless he gets injured, and then the others will, will, will rotate. Right then, we we think we've got half a team, although we disagree completely <laughs> on the front. Which is sad. We all. I mean, I just picked Jota. If Jota's fit, he plays for me. I just, and I get him in the team. And he scores goals. Um, let's have a look at what this means then, on, 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 as in terms of the league table. So as we sit and record Friday morning, Liverpool sit top of the league halfway through the season. Nineteen games played. Now the Reds are top on four. 42 points Arsenal are second on 40 Aston Villa a third on 39 and Manchester City having beat Everton will be licking their lips uh, that they haven't been cut adrift while they were away um, they're on 37 with that game in hand which I think I'm right in saying Brentford no um, it's Sheffield United isn't it no, that's that's that he played Sheffield at the weekend. They game, oh, sorry, the, game they, the game they missed yeah. is Brentford, see, um, sorry, yeah, yeah. and it would have been a good time to play Brentford because Brentford are really struggling mm. at the moment. So it, City aren't haven't gone anywhere really. Then they're still here. Um, in terms, like you mentioned there, the, the, the weekend games then over the um, the New Year weekend, I'm just going to scroll down to the fixtures. In terms of the rivals near the top, Villa host Burnley, City host Sheffield United. Arsenal go to Fulham yeah. and Liverpool obviously hoax Newcastle on paper in terms of the league table Liverpool have got the, the most difficult of those games there mm-hmm. um, you'd imagine City will just wipe the floor with Sheffield United you'd expect Villa to be Burnley at home yeah. um, if you want to include Tottenham in this by the way I know they, they had a bit of a, a, an up and down week as well they, they're playing Bournemouth at home which isn't easy Fulham away for Arsenal is no battle of laughs now Fulham are so unpredictable it's, yeah. it, they are they are the Jekyll and Hyde team but I watched that whole game yesterday and, and Arsenal weren't great no. um, and West Ham were fantastic and whether Fulham have got that in them to play as well but all of a sudden with Arsenal having not, not won yesterday it's how they respond to adversity Fulham away isn't easy for them no far from it yeah and it feels like and I made this point the other day um, on the final word show it feels like they're constantly playing London derbies because there's so many London clubs in the Premier League and there's another one they're West Ham last night and then they're going into another one away from home so there's always that little added bit of spice for a lot of their fixtures which is nice from sort of our perspective being them on their title rivals of course but yeah it's not easy and I think so much depends on what Fulham you get because we've seen Fulham at Anfield a few weeks ago cause us real problems でも、でも、バッタルコビファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ、デビューバッタルファーズ
again just fell short but it isn't an easy game for the Gunners and we'll, we'll see how they react after what was a, a pretty poor performance one where they I think Liverpool and Manchester City would win that game because someone mm. would score if they, if they put up more clinical goal scorers for the most part your Salah's your Jota Arsenal I feel like the, the they're struggling in the goal scoring departments. I think the top scorers are well from five. Mm. Um, Saka's been on pens, and then Ketty got three of those in Atta and in Sheffield. Game, yeah. It does feel like the goal scoring's become a little bit of a problem for Arsenal, John. It, it does, and it's you know I, I haven't checked it within the last couple of weeks, but certainly if earlier in the season, uh, the underlying numbers for Arsenal aren't great, which is I think sort of quietly crept under the radar a bit from from most people that like. Like their actual performance metrics are, are pretty poor. The defensive ones are good, but the mm. goal scoring ones mm. are, are, are really thingy. And like I say, I, I worry for them slightly in that because I think so much of what they do relies on Saka and Martinelli being great. You know, having those two wide players and uh, they are good, yeah, and they are really good. <laughs> and you know, and the, obviously, you know, the, the, I feel bad saying the functional in midfield, but they've, they've got good midfielders. If you know what I mean, in terms of controlling games and stuff, and then getting the ball out to them. Um, I, I just think. There's maybe a little bit of complacency creeping in for them, you know, in terms of. Uh, I think he's a great player, but I thought Shinchenko wasn't great, you know, over the last sort of week and a half in the games I've seen of him, uh, which I feels weird because I think I think he's been one of their standout players. You know, he might just be a different form. Um, I also I think Saliba's fantastic, but I do I do think they've still got a question over who's next to him at centre half, and if, if you've got someone like him and as if he's if he's back for Fulham, I presume he's it was it was it was a two yellows. No, was, straight red, wasn't it? Flying into somebody hip high. So, so he might yeah. still be out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll be back. It's he'll been be three games, I think, though, yeah, since then. Yeah. So, so if he's back, uh, you know, you've got to have sort of a plan for him, I think. And Saliba. So, uh, Gabriel and Saliba, I think they're not an issue for them, no. Dan, because mm. they, they, for the most part, they've been. They was, and they were good against us, they've done it wrong. They've yeah. both been good. I think it's more a case of it felt like it was easy to frustrate Arsenal yesterday. Like they kind of mm. half ran out of ideas. Listen, the, the XG suggests that they were decent on the other hand, but that's the problem. They haven't got that clinical nature. Jesus, Saka, Martinelli, they're all good footballers, mm. but I wouldn't say any of them are killers. They're not Haaland, they're not Salah, they're not Jota. You know, you look at even like someone like an Ollie Watkins, which, which is mad to say, but like the proper goal scorer, there's talk that they're going to try and sign Ivan Tony yeah. in, the, in, the, in the January to maybe try and get him back, but he hasn't played footy for God knows how long. But it, that, that, if, if anything's going to hurt the Gunners, it might be that. No, it's, you're right. it's the other Gabriel, it's Gabriel Jesus, who might be the problem. He missed, he squandered two pretty big chances last night, two headers, one in particular, should have done better with. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. All very nice, intelligent footballers, none of them. Saka, a little bit, has never really put up big, big numbers when it comes to goal scoring I think Saka himself was on a little bit of a dip in form I think probably the key to Arsenal and sort of their biggest weapon if you like is probably Martin Odegaard to be honest I think he's mm. a wonderful footballer I really do he is outstanding like get him the ball and he just make things happen albeit the lads in front of him have been letting him down of late I think that's probably a problem but if they were to go out and do a bit of business like you just mentioned there I've said for a couple of days now I think Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal could all do one or two things in the January transfer window that gives us the edge gives us the advantage over our rivals I think for Arsenal it's absolutely number nine if it was Tony Watkins or even Dom Solanke the way he's playing right now <laughs> I think there's something to be said for doing that bit of business because Jesus again really good footballer but that type of player we had it with Firmino that type of player who can sort of link things up around him and make things happen is only really effective when you've got two on either side who are absolutely prolific we had it with Mane and Salah he's got Marcelli and Saka who are both wonderful footballers but they're not exactly they're not crazy goal getters are they in the minute especially so yeah I think Arsenal got problems in that department but long may continue because what they don't have either 
is, and we suffered with this a little bit, but again, it never mattered because Salah and Mane were just so, so good. But they haven't got lads deeper scoring goals either. Like the midfield had mm. to shift him with one or two, but he was missing. Last season, didn't really have anyone. Zaka got the odd one here and there, but they haven't got lads behind scoring goals. So when your attack starts stuttering and failing, where do you go from there? You've got no one to turn to. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, John, to, to round it off, they're all games you probably expect these teams to win. So you'd, I wouldn't be shocked if by the time Liverpool play, City would be Sheffield, Villa would be Burnley, if, if we're including Villa in this race. I, mean, I think um, Unai Emery kind of wrote them off himself the other day, but, yeah. but um, who knows. Arsenal go to Fulham, there's a chance they win that one, obviously, Sunday afternoon. This is It's different for Liverpool, where they, they're no longer holding serve, Liverpool reacting to what everyone else has done. Mm. There's, a, there's a chance that by the time we play, like City could have gone level uh, on points, with Arsenal and Arsenal playing above them, it's one way Liverpool are going to have to react last, which mm. is an interesting thing. Really, how can you deal with? Can you deal with? They might be second in the league by the time they play. For example, Arsenal might have leapfrogged them. We don't know. That's an, it's it's so early to be looking at it like this because there's half the season in terms of league games to go. But that's kind of where we are now. Mm. Everything is over. We're watching Arsenal. We're watching City. We've got half and Iron Villa, and we've got ourselves to deal with as well. It's quite exhausting, really. It is, and you've just got to deal with it in the sense of you've just got to put the points on the board and keep your head. And I think we're possibly, certainly of of, of, um, of Arsenal and Villa, we're the best team set up for that in the sense that we've been there, you know, against City, but also we've got lads in the team who've won stuff, you know, and Arsenal haven't got that really. They haven't got, you know, obviously other than maybe Rice with the Conference League, but they haven't really got lads who've... We've, we've gone deep in title races. It's the city lads, isn't it? It's, it's the, the two city, city lads. lads. It's the two city lads. That's all, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, Villa are having a really good season, but I think it's it's probably a bit of a step too far in terms of the title, maybe. But but so you just got to sort of, I think, lean on those lads in the squad to be like, look, you know, you're the ones who carry us through. You know what this is. You go in and you do you do your job and you do it well, and we come out of this with three points, and that that's that's all we're asking of you, um, which I realise is a lot, but you know, when you're at the highest level, you know that that's the standard. Um, so we we've just got to got to go in and perform, I think, and just just when we are getting chances and stuff, convert them and just put the, just take the wind out of it early. You know, it's at Anfield. You know, it should be you would hope a good atmosphere. It's the late kick off, so I'm, I'm expecting it to be raucous. You know, it's like it's it's just one of those games where I just think like if, if everything goes how it should go, I everyone's off the heads having having a great time in the ground and we show up and and play how we've been playing. Very quickly, the narrative goes from this covers this. Is this a bit of a banana skin for Liverpool to just oh no, it's Liverpool, Liverpool are great, Newcastle are tired. We expected this, of course, we expected this, and we go and do the business. So, um, just to round off that on, on the Premier League stuff, mm-hmm. the last time anyone plays a Premier League game, obviously on the second, it's it's um, it's West Ham v Brighton, yeah. then there's there's a cup game the week after, then there's the win, it's the way it's where the winter break kicks in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Liverpool actually won't play a league game now after they played Newcastle. It's like twenty first. Yeah, it's, 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 is it Bournemouth on Bournemouth the away on the Bournemouth away. So it's a it's a it's a long way off. Half four on the Sunday, mm-hmm. signing off with a win is is vitally really for the Reds. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, and just on sort of following teams around us, John alludes to it there. Like we we've got the upper hand when it comes to that, along with Van City, of course. And we've been there and done it. We've seen it before. We've we've essentially gone about a title race or constructing a title race in every which way possible. Now, certainly under Jurgen Klopp, let alone beforehand. And we've got the upper hand because of Jurgen Klopp because he won't be panicking that my Arsenal might do the business before. Has he seen this before? Man, it's too it's too soon. Um, he knows what this is all about. So yeah, that that's a massive plus for us but yeah just in terms of 
um, the schedule coming up against and how important it is. Yeah, I think Liverpool is, is massively important. And also the Anfield factor is a big part of this. I know John touched on it there a moment ago, but Anfield being our fortress that stands us in such good stead for the remainder of the season and that has to continue and what Anfield does Anfield there's been a lot of talk about the atmosphere in recent weeks so we don't want to dive too deep into that but what Anfield does when we are even sort of one eye on potentially a title race is it goes up levels and levels and levels we've seen it before we've seen it in a Man United game when it went absolutely through the roof so that can start on this game because if we get an early lead all of a sudden we're back to the top of the league and just watch it go it becomes feral it becomes a nightmare for people to come and visit and that Klopp taps into it time and time again that can be the 12th man every single time we play at home so yeah let's just do it well, Liverpool yeah get back to winning ways in Anfield against the Newcastle team who have been stinky for like, like, <laughs> honestly their away form is dreadful mm-hmm. like it's really really poor it's like relegation away form it's, it's so bad luckily for them St James has been has well they've got St James back they're yeah, fortress haven't they yeah, 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 so luckily for yeah. them St James right yeah. then guys that's all I said and done so before we shoot off I'm going to ask for some score predictions then John I'll start with you Liverpool Newcastle on Monday night what are we thinking I think 2-0 Liverpool so do I. I did not know that was Monday night. It's been New Year's <laughs> Day in my head forever. You know what I mean? That's the same thing. Yeah, same no, thing. I know. But you know when people put days on this time of year? Oh, just yeah, saying, yeah. Is that Monday? Yeah, That's yeah, mental. Right. Um, Jamie, do they call it within the Christmas gooch? He called it. Okay. <laughs> Christmas, in between. Christmas New Year gooch. I, 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 like yeah. yeah. I, I literally, for this show, I literally had to text my parents and go, right, forget the date, just Friday. I didn't have on Friday, my mommy yeah. to go in. Mental. We're in, um, we're, in, we're in the end of the year gooch. Christmas Day must be, New Year's Day must be the front or the back. Sound the three nil Liverpool. I think this will be quite straightforward, quite comfortable. And I think I've been sort of begging us to put on a show for quite some weeks now. I thought it might come against United. It didn't. I thought maybe Arsenal. I think at some point Liverpool are going to put on a clinic. You know, we did against Leicester in the in the Boxing Day game a few years ago. We're mm. going to put on a clinic, and this is going to be it. I think 2-0 to the Reds, but quite straightforward. 2-0. Fingers crossed. I know I'd take any win that we can get very, very quickly then. Some of you guys, Noz has gone for a 3-1. Rich has gone for 2-0. Bourbon has gone for Newcastle in the mud. 4-0 to the Reds. And Ian's gone for a 3-0. So lots of Reds as equally as confidence was. Right, guys, thank you very much for joining us for this episode, the match preview show. Just to let you know, redmenplus.com, if you sign up today as a monthly captain and use the promo code Klopp, K-L-O-P-P, of course. You'll get the first month completely free. So if you want to go and check out all our amazing Red Men Plus content for the next month, redmenplus.com, monthly captain. Use the promo code Klopp when you sign up and you'll get it for nothing for an entire month. So all the reaction around the Newcastle game and everything going forward throughout January, all the cup games, as well as our countdown of the 50 greatest Liverpool signings of all time. That's available for you to go and watch over there as well. So yeah, redmenplus.com, promo code Klopp, get a month for three. Wish you all the best for the weekend hopefully a couple of our rivals slip up and we'll be back in the new year to hopefully watch the Reds get three points so yeah happy new year to you all and I'll see you all soon small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.